Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. We're in the podcast studio with my boy Gabe Mendez from Century 21. Dude, I got to be honest. I feel like I know you really well because I've been doing a lot of work with your team and they talk so highly of you. Like, I, I feel like. Dude, we've we're just we've just been knowing each other for the past few months. Already. I was gonna say something similar. Like we've got Zabi, we've done, uh, we've talked with Jose, we've talked with Katon, we've talked with the whole team, and everybody keeps saying you gotta talk to Gabe, you gotta talk to Gabe, you gotta talk to Gabe. Finally, 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 we that's got awesome, Gabe. man. We got Gabe. That, that's why I love my team, man. They're so awesome. They're good people, man. For sure. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Good people. So, hey, first of all, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I mean, it's, Appreciate it, it. It, it took a while for us to get the calendar thing moving, but we got it. We're here. We're ready to rock and roll. Structure, bro. I'm telling you, that's, that's, that's like the backbone of my business. Everything's just structured. You have to, right? Calendar, yeah. schedule. Calendar. Calendars and schedules. Yeah. Oh, yes. If like, it's not on the schedule, it doesn't exist. Dude, when I go to sleep, it's on the calendar. <laughs> you have to. No joke. Yeah. Like it, it tells me a game, but prep for bed. I have a bedtime, too. <laughs> my my phone is full of alarms. Some of them are for Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Some of them are for Tuesday, Thursday. Some of them are for every day. Exactly. Yeah. My man, pound it. I got you, man. I, love I, it. I get it. it. All about systems. But that's how things get done. That's right? how things that's get done. That's how things get done. Tell you're efficient, you stay on track. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, that's how you exactly. build a business. That's how that's you build how a business. You, that's how you scale a business. That's how you scale a business. Right? Because there's, I mean, you know, I was going through Facebook today and people were talking about their favorite books and one of them they brought up was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Mm. And and um, who was it? Mr. Bayonne, right? Who we're trying to get on the podcast here soon too. He said, have you read Ca- Cashflow Quadrant? And I was like, dude, that one's even better. Because yeah, now right? you're talking about separating, you know, employee, self-employed, business mm-hmm. owner, and investor. Two different quadrants, right? Yeah. Self-employed, maybe not as scheduled. Business owner, you're on the clock. Mm-hmm. Every <laughs> single day, 24 hours a day, you're on the clock. Yeah, for sure. Right? I, I saw a funny meme today. It said, uh, entrepreneurs, business owners are willing to work 80 hours a week so that they don't have to work 40 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing. I I get it. I get it. Like it makes sense because you put in the work now, so that later on yeah. you don't have to show up every day, regardless of you know, regardless of yeah. of, of your situation. Because if you're the type of person that has to work forty hours a week and that's all you ever do, you're gonna work forty hours a, le- a week for the rest of your life. Yeah. But you put in the eighty hours a week now, is so you don't have to put in the forty hours a week later on. Leverage. Leverage, leverage other people. That's it, man. You know, you get people that buy into the vision. You get people that have the same value system. You put them in place. You understand where you're weak and where they're strong. Put them in place, you know, and leverage. I mean, if your time is worth a hundred an hour, but you can get someone to do that same job that you normally do for 10 bucks an hour, well, I'll do that, take 90, 
and then I can probably increase increase productivity per hour. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because nobody's going to work as hard as you. No one's going to work as hard as me. Right? So I'll give you a piece of the pie. Let me go do my thing. Let's scale this up. And it's all been the biggest thing is finding people that fit that mold, right? Yeah. Because you can get a lot of people who are willing to do things, but maybe not a lot of people who have the same vision or who have the same drive or who have the same tenacity, right? There's, there's a big that, difference. Such a big difference. And that's the challenge. Find quality people who will buy into the vision. And you have to understand, like, people are not going to work as hard as you. Yeah, and, and why would they? No, they, there's an, everybody's in a different situation, yeah, right? Yeah, Some people have kids. Some people are married. Some people have, you know, obligations that you wouldn't even think about because it's not your life. Right. So, yeah. I agree with it 100%. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Huge. All right. So, tell me a little bit, you know, how'd you get into the game? When did you start? Why did you get into it? Why real estate? Well, you know what, man? I, I'm, I'm glad that you asked that question. And it's a very detailed answer. So, I want to be like, you know, as precise as I can with it. Um, but I, I want to make sure I give credit where credit's due, you know, to every single person along the line that helped me get to the position that I'm at. Uh, one phrase that I strongly disagree with is self-made. <laughs> you can't be self-made. I don't, I don't get it. Like, how can you be self-made? Like, you were at once an infant. You can be self-driven. Self-driven. Right? 100%. But self-made? My, my, dude, from, the, from infancy, someone's caring for you. You know, regardless if it was a favorable or unfavorable situation, yeah. you were still cared for. You were still fed and sheltered and you had to learn the hard way. But the fact is everyone contributed somehow. The books that you read, the audio CDs you listened to, people poured into you. Yep. So the self-made concept, it's BS in my opinion. I, I'll, I'll argue that till I'm blue in the face. I'd love to see someone who believes in that concept and I would love to just to spit facts at it. But um, it's something I'm passionate about, man. So I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I love to give credit to everyone else because we're all a product of our environment and people around us. So with real estate, um, you know, I've been licensed now for about five years, got licensed in 2013. But it didn't start off that way, man. It's so crazy how it happened. So again, let me take the time to kind of build up the story a little yeah, bit. Of how course, it happened, of man. Um, We're fans of backstory, dude. We're yeah, huge man. Fans of so, so I guess origin I'll, stories are the best. Yeah. yeah. So I'll kind of let everyone know how, how things played out. So back in 2008, I think I just turned like 18, mm-hmm. right? And um, dude, troubled youth, you know, um, bad grades, didn't like school, traditional story, raised by a single mother, two children. And uh, man, she loved me. My, my mom loves me. And no matter what mistake I made in life, she supported me. She was bailing me out of jail, out of my DUIs. You're mijo. A mijo. Right? Like, like, dude, she showed me love, man. And even when I was like fighting back and leaving the home and skipping class and all, she still showed me love. Um, so she helped me out. And, and around 2018, uh, probably around 2008, she got me a gig at the Department of Corrections doing admin work, right? So I went from struggling in school to making minimum wage at, at, an, at a dry cleaning place to now I'm working at a Department of Corrections where I have health benefits, I'm on salary, like I'm making a lot of money now at 18 years or 21 years of age. So in the Latin world, like you made it. Bro, I made it. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? That's, that's what it is. That's right? what it is. Get a really good job. Yeah, and you're stable. You stable. got a consistent job. You got benefits. You got benefits. You're, you're set. Set. Right. So, so I was good, and I was, and I, and I was trapped in that mentality for a long time in my life. Um, so I had that. But then, man, you know, when, when you come from a place where you don't come from a lot of money, mm-hmm. and in that time, you know, I, was, I think at 21, I was earning like 2,800 a month, taking home like 22, 21 after taxes. It's a lot of money. Yeah. With no debt. So. I did stupid stuff, bottle service. Of going, course, yeah, you know, you're young and yeah, yeah, yeah man. you gotta live it up when you're like that, right? Did it, man, but man, that, so it's twofold, man. One thing, it was a blessing in disguise, but I had to go through this whole dark time where DUIs and then DUI, a second DUI. 
And I got locked up for like fighting while I was drinking, you know, and then I was in club promotion. So I started getting caught up in the scene. So it was a blessing in disguise because one, I had to go through this horrible time, but then I came up stronger than, than I did from it. So the background in marketing started, I guess, when I was promoting in downtown. That's where it started. I was out in the streets, standing on corners. I had the tickets. Talking to people. Tell talking to people like, hey, yeah. man, I can get you in the club right now if you wanted to. Um, is this good now or should I yeah, you're all right, you're right. do airplane mode or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, you can, uh, yeah. Do you guys want me to? Uh, not airplane not mode. Airplane, do not disturb. Uh, that's going to ruin the uh, Wi-Fi signal. But, yeah. But you, you can know. do do not disturb. Do not disturb. I'll just end it every time. Yeah, cool. oh, yeah. All right, cool. It's all good. Yeah, so. That's the nice us. thing about having the podcast. Dude, this live. <laughs> it's, it's live, recorded, yeah, right? Yeah, it's live recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get the, the little buzzes. I mean, it's Gabe, so, you know, phone's going to ring all the time. Got Yeah, yeah. And I'll make sure to address the people here that are watching as well, so I'm not just looking at you two guys. Um so anyways, yeah, um, downtown doing the thing, man. So I started building that up and that's challenging. Like talking to people that you don't know mm-hmm. and then having to walk up to them like cold and say, hey, have a conversation. That was challenging in itself. So I had a lot of fun doing that, but I got into a lot of trouble while I was in that scene. Um, so that happened on repeat, man, from like 21 to about 24. And then a bunch of things happened at the same time. One was there was a statewide budget cut when Arnold Schwarzenegger was in office back in 2012. Mm-hmm. And so they laid off a bunch of state employees and it was three phases, phase one, then phase two, then phase three, senior, based on seniority level. So phase one, I was safe, but I still didn't know if I had, you know, longevity. If it was going to be there for a long term. Didn't, yeah. Didn't know. And then finally phase two came out and they're like, if you received a pink slip, like you're out. And so I got a pink slip and I was like, man, I've been at this job now for like three years. You know, I promoted twice, um, two raises. Like I feel good. I'm in a lot of debt because of the dumb stuff that I did. Uh, but it was good. So that hit me really hard in combination with getting older and then realizing that this cool guy that I was trying to become, this cool guy, this image that I was trying to achieve, that all these, you know, in high school, you're influenced by your friends, right? And oh, yeah. they, laugh, they laugh when you do dumb things and you have a bunch of girls that think you're attractive and you're the big man on campus. And then by the time you're 18, 19, you, if you didn't go to college, then how do you, how do you fulfill that part? Yeah, that was a party. How do you keep it going? How do you keep it going? Like, where's your significance? Yeah. So I lost that significance. And now that I'm older, I realize like, oh, it was significance that I was chasing. I had significance in high school. I was cool. I was good looking. You know, I had a lot of women, those kind of things. And now that I'm 18, 19, that stuff is slowly dying away. I'm getting older and I'm getting more in debt. I have nothing to show for myself. And then you're looking on social media and you're seeing everyone else graduated college, going for their masters. And it starts eating you up inside. All of a sudden, time's passing you by. All of a sudden, time's passing you by. And so, uh, you know, that was hard for me to take. And then, and then I get the notice that my job's gone. So the only real significance that I had in my life, and Tony Robbins, man, if all of you viewers who are out there, you want to read or listen to a good audio book, Unleash the Power Within, or um, there's a few other books by uh, Tony Robbins that speaks high, big on, on significance in life. We, need, we all need purpose. Yeah, digging deep and figuring out what it is. Because what, you need, pur- purpose. You need yeah. fulfillment, right? You know, success without fulfillment is failure. You know, you can attain anything mm-hmm. you want, but if there was no fulfillment along the you're way. You're not happy. Why? You, you, that's the whole question. Why, right? So, why? so I'm 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, trying to figure out why, trying to figure out where I'm going. And the one thing that I had that I was proud of, my job, it was now gone. The second thing that I, I had years prior, which was my, my clout, that was gone. And so all those things started to pile up. And You're then I'm stripped of the material things before, right? And the now, image, thank you. the security, you're, you're, I mean, you thought you had problems before. Now you don't have anything that you thought you had on top of what you 
used to have a small grasp on. Exactly. Yeah, you, you, you said that so, you articulated that well, and that's 100% true. That's what it was. And so I feel like a lot of the, the youth today, you know, that's going to be a big problem that they face because now with social media, everything's constantly in their face of what they have, what they don't have, who they are and what they're not. And it's being amplified through photos and likes and through comments and engagement. There's not enough people advocating for the other, like enough people who are in influential places saying it's okay like not to have that because there's so many influential people who make money off of this influence that they have. And that's fine. I understand it. But I just see this bad thing happening, man. It's going to happen. The suicide rate, you know, it's increasing with our youth and things. And that's such a big problem. So for me, it hits home. And that's why I want to be as honest as I can on here so that hopefully someone's listening to this and like, man, like I'm in the same situation. Yeah. I've been doing the same stuff. And, and I want to be, and I want to be real. Let them know. So I fell into this depression after that happened. And it was for a few months. Um, and at that point in my life, I hadn't seen my father much throughout my entire life. He was there for a little, then he was gone in and out of jail and prison. And then, so right when I was, uh, uh four months away before getting, um, released from work and, my dad had just gotten released from jail for this final stint that he did. So he'd come out and he was homeless for a little while. So I had to bring him blankets to the trolley station. I had to uh, put him in hotels, you know, and, and I was barely making it myself. And he was talking, he's like, hey, mijo, look, man, like I changed, I changed, I changed. And I'm like, man, pops, like I've been hearing that since I was like 12. Yeah. He came back into my life. Talk, 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 talk is cheap, man. Talk is cheap, bro. But you know what, man? Um, it was, it was different this time. It was different because he started working for like four months and on ghost mode. Didn't hear from him. And then got a call. Hey, Mijo, I'm here at the San Diego Missions Home in downtown. I'm like, oh, cool. What's going on? He's like, I'm off all my medication. I'm like, awesome. Very good to hear from you. Hey, Mijo, I'm going to church. Wanted to let you know. Cool, Pops. You know, keep it up. Hey, Mijo, I'm going to church again. Keep it up. Hey, Mijo, I'm, you know, I just partnered up with the San Diego Police Department on this event that I want to throw. I'm like, all right, okay, Pop. Like, yeah. tell me, you know, what's okay. going on, Pop? So he kind of gave me up a little bit. So I have a lot, a lot of resentment towards my father. Plus, I'm spiraling down in this depression. I'm losing my job. And then one day, he's like, you know what, son? Come with me to church. And I was like, all right, man, church, whatever, dude. You're like, whatever. I got nothing else to do. You know, let's just go. Yeah. Right? So I go to church. And so up to this point in my life, I've been to church before in the past. And I did it because my family made me. And it's not something that I wanted to do. I didn't understand it. So I go to church this one time. And uh, back then, dude, I mean, I was like... Superhood. Yeah. So I, I had like a tall tee. Yeah, the crease. Bro, I had the tall tees. I had like the, I had the fitted hats all the way yeah, low, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I had. I, I would was, love to see a side by side. Gabe now, Gabe then, right? Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, well, they're they're doing that 2009 2019 yeah, challenge yeah, 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 right yeah. now. So <laughs> I, I even see Gabe. I mean, I, I had the cornrows. I had the braids, like all that stuff, dude. So um, I go to church with this real negative attitude, and, and I go there and I sit in the back. I'm like, he's like my son. My dad's like, come on, Mijo, let's go to the front. Let's go sit around these people. We walk into this building. And it's far North County. I don't know where, where it was at, but it was far North County. We walk in there and it's a bunch of um, white people, right? Yeah. And I'm like looking like, oh, I feel super out of place. I'm the only dude in the tall D, only dude with the low cap. And then my pops is all sleeved up all the way to the neck. And everyone else is like- I feel like, like everybody's looking at you. Yeah, bro. But yeah. you know what? But they weren't. And you know what they were doing? When I walked into the building, everyone- Welcome wa- to you. Hugs. Yeah. A three-year-old walks up to me, gives me a big old hug on my leg, and she walks away, goes back to her family. I'm like, that's so awesome. So it set the tone for the entire uh, sermon that I was getting ready to listen to. So I sit down in the back, and the pastor goes to the front. They finish worship. Everyone's singing and clapping. And so they, the, the, the pastor goes up to the front, and he opens his Bible, and he's like, okay, guys, today's, this is the message for today we're going to talk about. We're relaxed. And I'm sitting in the back, and, and all of a sudden I hear like this big old slam. 
And I, I, I kind of sit up, I'm like, oh, what was that? And I look to the front and he grabbed his Bible and he slammed it on his podium. And he was like, you know what? Hey, stop, everyone stop. You know, musicians, stop, everyone stop, sit down. God is speaking to me right now. I have a different message for all of you, for, for everyone here today. There's someone I need to talk to today. I don't know who it is. Damn, dude, I got chills. Like <laughs> literally, I'm sitting here like I got chills. There's someone who needs to hear this message today. You're going through something dark. You're going through something evil and you need a specific message. I don't know who you are. I don't know what it is you're going through, but I can feel it and I can hear it. If this is you, I need you to stand up right now. Stand up right now. Stand up right now. And I'm sitting there like, I'm getting chills to talk. Dude, I'm getting chills just <laughs> listening to the story. Stand up right now. And he keeps on repeating it. Like, no joke. A hundred times he's repeating this thing. You know what, church? I think he needs some encouragement. Let's encourage this person to stand up. Come on. And by this time, man, like my stomach's twirling around. Butterflies. My breathing, it's getting heavy. And I just feel, start feeling sweaty. My palms start getting clammy. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and you, I start feeling this thing pulling me like up. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. I'm embarrassed. Like, isn't me? Am I like, what if I like dumb? I get up and it's not I'm the right person. Yeah. And, and then finally, he's like, church, get up. Within like two minutes, bro, the entire congregation, I'm talking about hundreds of people, stand up in their chairs everyone starts clapping it's like music play get the music going again people drums singing clapping jumping there someone come on tell them to come out to the front they're woo, clapping people in the aisles of the church dancing in circles jumping around come on if this is you god's calling you this is your moment this is your moment i stood up i walked down the aisle and i i, I it was something else that controlled me and dude, I might, I might bust a tear with you guys today, bro. It's all right. It was, it's um, all right. I see it. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> because um, it's cool, man. It's cool. It's one of those touching moments, dude. I'm telling you, I could feel it. I could feel <laughs> it. And I'm just sitting across the table. I wasn't even there. And I could feel it. It was such a dark moment in my life. And so I took a chance and I walked up to the front and um, as I was walking up, <clears throat> people were patting me on the back and it was just, it was something else, man. I couldn't explain it that was pulling me and convincing me that this was the right thing to do. And I walk up to the front, the pastor gets off the stage and he gives me a big old hug. He's like, you know, welcome home. And then again, the music's loud in the background, so I can barely hear him. It's loud. People are cheering and clapping. And before I know it, it was one hand on my shoulder, you know, like, hey, you're here, don't worry, you know, start praying for him. And then it was two, and three, and then four, and then five, and then before I knew, my entire body was covered with hands, and it was getting hot, and, and I don't know what happened next, but it was getting so hot in that little circle that I was in, all this music, and all these people just praying, you know, praying, 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 before I knew it, bro, I blacked out. And I woke up, I don't know how much longer I woke up, but I blacked out, I was on the floor, and I was covered in just tears and sweat, and people are still cheering crying like you know and, and then I stand up and then I humble myself and I walk back and as you're walking back you're looking at everyone look at you yeah you know and they're seeing your face man but they're smiling they're happy and I'm happy you know I'm like dude this is I've never felt this in my entire life so I walk to the back again and I sit down I put my hat back on I, I sit down low and I kind of like slouch in my chair and they they proceed with the the normal sermon at that point and so for the next hour, hour and a half, this cleanse, this lifted weight off my shoulders was there. I felt amazing. I didn't know how to explain it. I felt like everything was going to be okay, regardless of at that point in my life, I was starting to build up debt. You know, I'm losing my job. 
regardless of the overdraft accounts, behind payments on the on all this stuff, like I was like, it's gonna be okay, man. You know, like why am I worrying about these things? There's gonna be a solution for it. And so the sermon was finished and life went on after that and I had to live the rest of my life moving forward. But at that moment and that day, that something triggered inside of me and it was my belief in God and I never had that ever for myself to experience. And so I experienced it and I felt it and then I heard it and I'm a believer now. And that's not to say that I didn't mess up because I did. Still and human. I, still human, man. Still flawed. Like, dude, I still smoked weed and I still drank and I still was sleeping around and I decided to make a, a promise to myself. And so at that, within 30 days, I think of doing that, I stopped smoking. I stopped drinking because it was a conviction. And I think this is a point I want to touch on really quickly is that a lot of you who are listening out there, people that are struggling with all of this, we have that sixth sense. And scientists to this day, they're studying that sixth sense. They're believing that our intestines and our stomach are a second brain. And when they look at the anatomy of the body, it, a lot of it resembles the shape and the look of the brain itself. And we have like this, you know, you've heard people talk, and I'm sure you had it too. Like, I had this feeling or someone yeah, walks yeah. in the room, you know. Trust your gut. Trust that's your gut expense. Yeah. That's exactly what it comes from. And so when you have that, and I think when you have the right clear mind with it, you know, you can listen to the right message because that gut can, you may misinterpret it for something else. Yes. Uh, but if you have a clear mind and you know how to interpret it, I feel that it, it'll guide you the right way you're supposed to do. You know, since 2012, I've learned to trust that gut feeling. And, and in my opinion, it's that it's God it's speaking to me. So I, I, I quit smoking and I quit drinking. I was no longer promiscuous. I decided to abstain from sex and cleanse myself completely. Um, within 30 days before I was getting ready to be let off from my job, a friend approaches me with an opportunity to join multi-level marketing. And up to that point, I didn't know anything about MLM. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you guys have heard yeah, of the industry. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So and up to that point, I know nothing about it. But I, I go to this event and... I see these success stories and I sign up and I didn't have the money to sign up. I had to borrow 500 bucks and put $500 uh, on a credit card. So I got my entire kit. I got started and it was a weight loss product. So for 30 days, man, I started going around the office. I'm like, shit, I got to either sink or swim, bro. I yeah, got, yeah. I got to make some money. I got to make some money. I got to make right. something happen while I'm yeah. here. And everyone here in the, in the Department of Correction. They all want to be hit, fit. fit. And they're all yeah. overweight. Yeah. And, and they all have money. You know, yeah. it's like, this is good. Perfect so, fit. Bro, I buy the biggest package impossible. They gave me all of these. I mean, the biggest package possible. They give me all these samples. So I put the three of the biggest girls who were down to get on this challenge with me. I put them all in the shakes for seven days fat burners, metabolism boosters. I give them the, the uh, meal plans that were provided to us. They stick on it for seven days. One chick in 10 days lost 14 pounds. Woo! That's it. Success story there. Everybody's in. Success story. Walking testimony. Talking for me. And at that point, I realized the power of a testimony. I realized the power of a story. Mm -hmm. So you want another golden nugget? Facts tell. Stories sell. I love that. Say it again. Facts tell, stories sell. Absolutely. I, I couldn't believe it. I struck gold. And then before I knew it, the next person wanted to sign up and the next person in the department within the prison wanted to sign up. Before I knew it, I had built this organization of customers. My first month, by the time I was out of the prison, bro, I had a $4,000 check from this, this other company that I had. Within three months, I had made $13,000, which was like an average of like four grand a month, which I was only earning like 2,100 at my prison job. Within four months of that company, I qualified for their BMW program. Dude, within like six, seven months, I scaled this thing up into about a 60 distributor uh, person business who I personally signed up. You, you, in other words, you actually worked the MLM like it's supposed to. I worked like it was supposed to. Bro, I showed up to people's houses with, with shakes, blenders, ice, strawberries, 
almond milk. Let me put the show together. Bro. Let me tell you the story. Let, I, me, let me show you how it works. <laughs> let me tell you the story, bro. And I'd bring one or two people with me, Team Mendez shirts, Team Vice, all that stuff. Walked into their home. I had the humility to go to people's houses. Yeah. Had to learn the skills of how to present. So I got into Toastmasters. And all these things just started to unfold and unfold and unfold. So for two years, man, I'm slaying this business in multi-level marketing. I mean... Every distributor that was on my team, I personally recruited myself. So 60 people who paid $500 or $1,000 to join the team. Uh, customer base, I think of like over 500 customers. So at our highest sales months, we were averaging $80,000 in re- reoccurring sales. Just our organization alone. Nice. Huge, right? So it got really big and I'm getting ready to hit the next position that's uh, a position down from a six-figure position within the company, all within like 18 months, man. And it was a beautiful blessing multi-level marketing it needs to be i don't know why it's not a prerequisite in life it I, has especially if you're going to go into any type of sales anything man the communication the eye contact the customer service the humility the public speaking everything that comes along with it the personal development all of those key factors man i didn't know but they were going to play out in the long run for me yes but i had blind faith and i was moving and so again it was that instinct that was telling me yeah dude you know it's time you're noticing you're messing up at these presentations you're getting nervous in stage while you're speaking to people perhaps it's time you invest into your public speaking skills which got me into toastmasters because that feeling told me to go there and i did it and then i slated in toastmasters i did toastmasters competition speeches i was a president of my chapter for two terms um from a kid who was smoking weed drinking alcohol two duis in and out of jail um, you were the kid the teacher said, you ain't going to amount to nothing. You ain't nothing, dog. Nothing, dog. You need to get your stuff straight. You, you don't get an A in my class. You're not going to ever do anything. And then I'm leading one of the oldest chapters in all of Toastmasters International as a president, 50, 60-year-olds <laughs> with double masters and bachelors, like looking up to me, asking me to lead the chapter. And it continues to progress and it gets better. And then finally, one day, my boy looks at me on, on Facebook. He's like, yo, dog, like, you're killing it. You're killing it. But what are you doing to the day? Shit, nothing, chilling, working out, going to the gym twice a day. I was looking good. Your boy had a six pack. I was looking, <laughs> looking good. He was like, well, hey, listen, man, um, you know, my business is growing in real estate and I need some help, you know, with doing some assistant and TC work. Would you be open to it? And so um, at that point in my life, I read a book and in the book it had said, you know, um, in order to, to get to seven figures, say yes. But then when you want to get to eight figures and beyond, you have to get good at saying no. Yes. So I just started saying yes to everything, everything that was coming my way. So I was traveling a lot. I was going to personal development. So I was like, yeah, dude, let's do it. So I got into the business with him, became his assistant, became his transaction coordinator. And I started helping you know, building the business with him during the day. And then at night, I was doing my in-home presentations. So I was giving people their uh, shakes, doing that stuff. And it was a really fulfilling life that I was living. Um, abstinent. I got, uh, um, I was also... Complete very, 180 from where you were. Man. 18 months prior. God does everything on his timing when he feels it is right. For so long, I was always trying to find a way to quick, make quick money. For so long, I was trying to figure out how to build my status. And God was just telling me, it wasn't your time. You're not the person you need to be in order Yet. to have the things you want. Yet. Yet. But let me, let me put you through some tough battles. Let me, let me drag you through the mud a bit. Let, let me give you some experience. Let me, let me show give you, you some perspective. Exactly. Let me knock you down so you know what it's like at the bottom so that when you're at the top, you're humble. Exactly. And that was it, man. And I didn't realize it at first. But the more that I read the Bible, the more that I went to church, the more that I read the word, it was like, re, it was confirming everything that was happening to me. And 
I've, and in the Bible it states, you know, if you believe with your heart, you confess with your mouth that God, that Jesus Christ is Lord, he'll forgive you and he will continue. And in a separate verse, continue it on. It says that he will always give you the desires of your heart. Right? And man, everything that I desired in this life since I've been saved as a Christian, God's blessed me. I've never in my entire life earned six figures. I, bro, the most I've ever earned in the salary, salary position was like 40 grand, most with overtime salary position. And the MLM, the most I ever earned on it as a 1099 was, I think it was like 60K in one year, right? I've never got close to $100,000. And I told God, like, hey man, I wanna be a millionaire one day. Last year, 350 grand. I told God, give me, you know, like, give me a partner who I can trust and who believes in you. I met my fiance three weeks after I was baptized. I was like, pray to God, give me a boy who's healthy, a son who's healthy. And because we didn't do a gender reveal, we didn't do a baby shower. I didn't know what my son was going to be until he was born. I got a son and he was healthy. I'm like, Lord, make me a better leader. And like, Lord, keep me healthy. And man, for the last three years, since I got out of the job or four years, I haven't had health insurance, I, I, nothing. I've never had any major illnesses. People are like, knock on wood. I'm like, no, man, I got God behind me, bro. What do you like, need the wood for? I don't need the wood, man. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need the wood, man. Like, you know? <laughs> no no double meanings there, buddy. <laughs> we were celibate at the time, right? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and God is so real, man. And, and for me, bro, it's just... Um, I did everything I was supposed to and how I was supposed to do it in the time it was supposed to happen. I was open to the opportunities when the opportunities were there. The biggest thing was I prepared myself every single day. So I was constantly reading. I was constantly going to classes. I was constantly listening to audiobooks, and I was doing everything everyone told me I should have been doing. So I stayed prepared. And then when those opportunities came up, I was ready for them. Luck favors the prepared. Man, it was the most, I mean, the, the equation's simple. You know, when preparation, when preparation meets opportunity, success happens. Yep. It's a simple yep. equation. And so I, I, my, you know, I stay ready so I never have to get ready. Yeah. And, and so that means in shape. And in the Bible, it says be ready in, in season and out of season. So that means, hey, bro, even when it's wintertime, that, that's not okay for you to get out of shape, dog. Like, God's telling you, like, bro, stay in shape. So what did I do? I hired a personal trainer during the winter seasons. And I have a personal trainer right now. Want to know something about my personal trainer? She's a woman and she's Christian. And I met her by chance, dog. Like it was the most crazy, it was the awesome thing. My Tom Ferry coach that I got partnered up with, Christian, didn't know he he knows like John C. Maxwell. I uh, know some big dogs, but he's super Christian. He tithed ten percent, encouraged me to start tithing ten percent of my every check that I earned. And so I'm getting influenced by these strong, influential, incredible people. You're gonna be placed in your life. Placed in my life. God has the perfect design, man. So. I ended up being that guy's TC and assistant. I studied underneath him and another top producer for an entire year. That one year, they did, they did a combined sales of like 100 transactions for my first year in real estate. I developed this eye twitch. Crazy, <laughs> dude. Crazy. And um, I, I backed away from the multi-level marketing business. I went full-time into real estate. And um, it wasn't easy then either, though. Um, the, the team that I jumped on board with, uh, they left me hanging at a lot of listing appointments that I, that I had booked for us. They never showed up to the appointments. I got discouraged really quickly. The coaching, the mentoring wasn't there. So um, I gave up on multi-level marketing. I started to fade out of real estate. And then I get, an e- I get, a, I get a letter in the mail. And I look at the front of the letter and it says uh, Department of Corrections. Like, oh, shit. Uh-uh. Like, oh, shit. You know, three years later, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I open this thing up and it says, hey, we're offering you an, uh, a position again back at the prison. 
you know, so now you're considering benefits. it. Yeah. And this is why <clears throat> I already gave up on multi-level marketing. This is why I'm struggling in real estate and it came at the right time. Um, and then I ended up taking the position. So I went back to the prison in 2015, got licensed in 2013, hustled in 2014, closed three transactions. It was really hard. 2014, I let go of the multi-level marketing business. I transferred it over to someone else and they paid me out. And um, I ended up being at the prison again in 2015. And I did admin work there. You literally walked away from a sales gig for the stability. Yeah. Yeah, it was just too hard. It was too hard, man. I didn't have the right mentorship and the right people leading me. It was too hard. So then what, how, how, I mean, dude, I'm telling you, usually I do a lot of talking, but dude, your story has been amazing. There's not much I want to say. <laughs> I just want to keep the story going. Yeah. So what happened? How do you, how do you go from, uh, you know, now you're, you're back in stability. You've seen the potential of what sales can do. You've had the life of fulfillment of being of service to others and providing people with, you know, ways to lose weight, ways to be fit, you know, making them happy, going out and seeking their happiness for them and then you know of course reaping the rewards of of being of service to other people you did that you you kind of gave a real estate a shot but you went back to the stability so what brings you back out so i go back to the stability um and i guess i should i should give you some context as to why i did it because the multi-level marketing business was taking a big emotional toll on me you know, you're dealing with 60, 70 different emotions at one time. You're putting out fires all day. You're putting out fires all day. And the, what you're getting paid for it isn't, you know, it's not a lot. You know, you're getting paid pennies on the dollar because it's, you know, splits all the way up to yeah. the top, you know, overrides everywhere. So, I mean, I was making good money, but for the amount of money and time I was giving, like it just, I wasn't seeing the ROI. So it was a lot of giving. And then I kept on listening to the Jim Rohn CD, man. He's like, hey, you know, the more you take care of other people's problems, your problems will be taken care of. And I was going through that motion with all of it. Um, and then it just got to a point where I was like, you know, I had to sell it. I had to sell it off and sign it off to someone else in which I did that. Um, and then I lost that. And then the real estate business was really hard for me at that point. And then I started to backtrack, you know, in life at that point again. So, uh, I fell into a deeper depression. So from October of 2014 to December of 2014 for three months straight, I fell into a deep depression. Uh, I think I went out of my house and out of those three months, a total of six times, maybe max, max. And uh, my skin got really pale. Uh, I was waking up at two, three in the afternoon. I was going to bed like at two, three in the morning. Spiraling backwards. Spiraling backwards quick. It was quick and it hit me fast and I didn't see it happening. I don't know how it happened. I don't, I couldn't tell you what triggered it. And, um, I, but I just saw myself spiraling down fast. And so I did the wrong thing and I, ended up getting a credit card and I spent $40,000 within like 30 days, 30 days, man, just buying, 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 just thinking it would make me feel better. Flat screen, PlayStation, video games, headsets, surround systems, clothes, shoes. You're looking for a short term fix for a deeper problem. Yeah. And I didn't even know it, bro. I didn't even know it. And I was lying to everybody. My mom was like, Hey, you good? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, my sister, Hey, you good? My, everyone's like, Hey, you good? Yeah. 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 And I just didn't, I lied to everyone and it got to a point, man, where I got addicted to like my, my source, I guess, or I don't know what the word is, but my pleasure was, was video games. So I would sit there and I'd play dude, call of duty all night, <laughs> bro. I, and I did what I do best, man. I built a team. <laughs> you were crushing it. Dude, I was crushing it, bro. Bro. My team was like, we were killing on call of duty, man, ghost. Uh, I think it was black ghost, whatever it was called, <laughs> but I had this team with just murkers, bro. We, I mean, I was 
oh, I knew all the tricks, all the remotes. I, I got, <laughs> the, I got points. I, yeah, headshots, no problem. <laughs> headshots, dude. I, I mean, I had the big remote, the one that was like fixed. It was, it was awesome, bro. You know, and, and that was what I was spiraling into. But um, I started backtracking, dude, and I get that envelope. And even then, when I got it, you know, I submitted the okay. I um, didn't think it would happen, and it got to a really, really de- the deepest part of my depression was in December, when the thought of suicide crossed my mind. That's pretty down. That's pretty low. I mean, yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's not a good spot to be in. It's not a good spot to be in, man. I had the, I had the thought of suicide cross my mind. I was like, Fuck. And this is before the prison job. Before I got back into the prison, and after I had stopped the multi level marketing, and right after I decided to quit real estate. So, you had too much time. It was too much time. Too much time and not enough. You had no purpose again. Again, there was and no purpose again, man. Lack of purpose is detrimental to Gabe Mendes. Yes, I think, uh, well, the thing is, you know, after listening to Tony Robbins, he was like the best life coach, period. The lack of purpose for any person, any human being, if they don't have a reason why they're doing what they're doing, you know, then that's depression. That's a huge part of depression is if you don't know why you're here and you don't know what your purpose is and all you're doing every day is going to work to pay the bills and you don't get out of this hamster wheel and you don't fulfill that part of you that wants to do more, then that is how these people spiral out, out of whack. Yeah. So Tony Robbins' message is big. It's just, let's find your why. What is your purpose? What resonates with your soul on every cell of your being? And I, I hadn't find that. I hadn't found that yet. And so I went into this deep depression, man. And, and luckily, I thank God for this, bro, that my, one of my biggest skills is self-awareness. And so the moment that that suicide thought crossed my mind, I was like, fuck, no, that's not me. Nah, that's yeah. not fucking me, dude. Nah. I'm like, I got 40 grand. Like, I'm not I, a quitter. I'm not a quitter, bro. Like, I went out and I hired the best, uh, uh, like, on the spot, dude. No joke. I dropped three grand on one of the best personal trainers in San Diego. I went out and um, I bought a bunch of clothes and stuff like that. And I was like, screw this. I'm going to get back into it. Then within, like, two weeks, I get the letter back from the prison. I go back into the prison. I'm there for five months. I'm collecting these $2,800 checks or $3,200 at that time, $3,200 checks. I'm going back to the doctor's again because I have health insurance. Like, it's all good. I'm comfortable but then dog bro when you go from personal development running your own life business and growing something to someone telling you what to do to someone telling you what to do when to do it and how to do it when to do and how to do it (laughs) bro that was that was that was i'm like wait wait i I, do not understand the last like three years like i've I've traveled six seven different states like i've i've crossed i've traveled across country from san diego to miami in a car like i've had a lot of fun but now you're telling me i gotta like clock in yeah, out, yeah, bro. Have lunch. Yeah, wear wear your uniform. It was, it was the worst feeling in the world. And then and then again, God was like, "I need to drag you, drag you through the mud." Like you weren't ready for the blessings I was getting ready to give you. Mm-hmm. And so another disguised blessing comes my way, and I get jury duty. <laughs> it's a blessing. It's a blessing, dog. I love it. First off, I don't know why people complain about it. I love that shit. Well, you're a correctional officer, so it's okay. You're paid time I off. Mean, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that stuff, that stuff is dope. First off, I think jury duty is so dope to see two attorneys go at it and battle it out on a case. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much thought. Probably, that's such a beautiful art, man. Like, I respect him so much for it. And so I watched, like, as a... Yeah, like I, I it's thought a very thought-out like, I thought it was like yeah. a novella. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for tomorrow like, to see what's going to happen. Like, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Like, dun, dun, dun. To be continued, right? Yeah, so uh, I do, I do uh, uh, that for like two weeks. And um, during those two weeks, I don't have to go to work, right? And we get off early from jury duty, so I have free time. So I'm like, you know what, man? I'm going to go to the office you know, where I have my license hung, which is Coldwell Banker at the time. And I just want to go check it out, see what's going on. So I go to the office and I see my boy and like oh, I go I go to visit my boy who got his license at the same time I got my license and we were super tight when I was doing it full time 
And so I go to I go to the I go to the uh, office like at two o'clock in the afternoon, and and I'm looking for him. I'm like, yo, I, he made all his phone calls into the conference room, and he wasn't there. I was like, I looked in the cubicles, he wasn't in the cubicles, and I started asking questions. I'm like, yo, where's where's dude at? They're like, oh, he's on the West Wing. So I walk over to the West Wing, and I go over there. I look in the nowhere. I ask the manager. I'm like, hey, where's my boy at? They're like, oh, he's right there. And then I look, and she pointed at an office. I'm like, wait, my boy started. Not a cubicle, right? Not a cubicle, like an office. His own office. My dude's like 24, right? And I'm like, and you know, when you're that young, you're 25, you know, you want like an office, you want that status, right? I'm like, no way. So I walk over there, bro, and this dude has his lights off and he's standing up and he has his computer in front of him and he has his notes and homeboy's like making calls. He's light music and I knock on the thing. He's like, oh, he takes his headset off and he gives me a big old hug. I'm like, bro, this is all you? He was like, yeah, man, like last year in 2014, I ended up closing like 16 transactions, second year in the business. Just smiling smiling and dialing, bro, smiling and dialing. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, and I was getting ready to move companies, and then they offered me this office, they offered me this. I'm like, no way, dude. And this was about the time where Wolf of Wall Street came out. (laughs) (laughs) You had a whole new incentive there, right? I was like, hey, I was like, hold up, you know, like. Image game came back. uh, Yeah, yeah, image game came back. I was like, uh, I was like, I'm gonna make make this happen, man. So I got super inspired by, um, again, a collective thing, a bunch of things happened at once. I'm not not joking, dude. Wolf of Wall Street played a huge role. Like, you know, because I'm a visionary and I want to visualize things. Like, dude, if he could do that. They told a story for you. Told a story. If he can do it, man, from nothing to something, why can't I do it from nothing to something? I just looked at my boy, nothing. To, dude's not even from San Diego. <laughs> He's hustling. Bro, he has no kids, I mean, no family, nothing here. Dude's hustling in San Diego, close 16 transactions. I'm like, bro, you have a huge network and you can't even do one? What's what's going on here? So I asked my boy, I'm like, hey, man, if it's cool with you, after my jury duty sessions, can I come straight here and just listen to you make your calls? I just want to feel it. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, bro, for sure, man. So every day for like four days, I would go back to his office and I would sit there in the corner. I, this is a true story. I have photos and video to prove this. And I would sit in his corner, his office, just dark. And I would sit there and listen for three hours straight, bro. I wouldn't get up to use the restroom. I wouldn't eat. I would just listen. You went to school, man. I went to school, dog. And I was like, oh, man, I was soaking it all in. Jury dude was over. Had to go back to work. So there this goes. is not the best place for you to be now. Now your mind's different, though. Mind's different. Now you're, you you turn the switch back on. Tons you turn the switch back on, and you have a vision. You turn the switch back on, you have guidance. You turn the switch back on, you have motivation. Yes. And you're going to clock in? Nah, that doesn't jump. Bro, Adonan, you, 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 <laughs> you hit a really good point right there, which was vision, right? And in the Bible, it says, a man without vision shall perish. We all have to have a bigger vision of where we're going. And I lost sight of that. I lost sight of it, and I ended up on this little hamster wheel again at work, collecting a paycheck, going to the gym afterwards, going to sleep, and doing it again. And then I started looking forward to my weekends. That's when I knew it was a big red flag. Yeah. When I started looking forward to my weekends, I was like, oh, dude, I'm in the wrong place, bro. Like, I, every day should be a weekend, right? Mm-hmm. I should be having fun doing what I'm doing. And so I came to realization. I got the vision back. I had my motivation. I was around people who were doing what they were supposed to be doing. And the day I went back to the prison, I sat down back in my cubicle and um, there's this divider between the person I was sitting across. And uh, she's like, hey, mijo. She's older. She's like 58, 60 years old. She's like, hey, mijo, you know, welcome back. And oh my gosh, nothing's really changed here. I'm so tired of all these panzonas, you know, all that. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. she's talking all this crap, yeah, yeah. right? And I just get off this like hiatus, bro, like just super high horse for like 
five days, man, like adrenaline and listening to calls and motivation. I started doing my vision board again after halfway during the year. And by this time, it's May of 2015. I've been at the job for five months again. And, and I'm listening to this lady complain by 11 o'clock. And she's like, Mijo, you have no understanding. I just have like four more years. I'm getting ready to retire. They're going to give me uh, 95% of my check. If I stay for like such and such, they're going to give me 97. I'm thinking, I was like, dog, you're like, you can be like 64 when you retire. You've been doing this for how long? Bro. And you're going to quit and make less? Dude. Vision lit up. Vision lit up. I'm like, oh my gosh. That's like, not my path. That's not where I'm going. I'm in the wrong place right now. And again, in that moment, this crazy feeling went over me. The same feeling that I had when I was at the church that day when it was saying, get up, get up, get up. In that chair when I was sitting there with the divider, it was get up, get up, get up. I'm like, hold on, what's the message? I'm asking God in my seat, what's the message? What's the message? What are you asking me? It's not the right place, mijo, get up. You're not supposed to be here, get up. You have something bigger purpose, get up. And I was like, oh my gosh, bro. I started getting chills again. I was like, oh my gosh, I started freaking out my mind. I pushed my chair back. I was only at the office for two and a half hours. Pushed my chair back, I went straight to the warden's office. I didn't go to my management, didn't go higher ups, no one else, straight to the warden's office. And I said, hey, listen, I, I know you guys brought me back but do I have to give you a two week notice to leave? And they were like, no, technically you don't. I'm like, I want to resign today. And he looked at me, he's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I want to resign today. He's like, okay. Pulls out a paper from his drawer, gives it to me, the warden, hands it over to me, go take it to all these departments, give your keys, give everything up right now, and then we'll cut your last check, we'll call you when to come pick it up, and you're gone. And your, your health benefits will end uh, next month. I was like, okay. So I had a smile, bro. I started walking around, signing everything out. And I'm like, get up. I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, is this the right thing for me to do? God, are you sure this is the right thing for me to do? And I sign everything out. I give it back to the ward and they give me my final thing. Give the whistle, everything up. And then I push those, and there's two double doors, no dramatic, no, no drama. Two double doors, I push them open. And it's just like nothing but mountains because Donovan State Prison is by, by the mountains. I open it up, nothing but mountains in green. I take a deep breath, man. I look up and I look down and it says, you're officially resigned. You're no longer back on campus. And that's when it hit me. I was like, oh shit, dog. I did it. I, I did it. I did it. I jumped out of the boat. I walked on water and I was like, I did it. I'm walking by faith now. And it hit me for a quick second. I'm like, what am I going to do right now? Like, I don't have any leads in the pipeline. I have, I have about three months worth of money saved up and I have nothing else to do. So I went back to the 2012 game where I was in that position again, my back against the wall. Mm -hmm. I went straight home. I cleaned my car. I cleaned I, to the T, bro. I cleaned my entire house to the T. Dishes, sweat, mop, threw clothes away that I didn't even need anymore because I needed wipe a the slate clean. I needed to wipe the slate clean. Yeah. I needed I need a foundation that was clear enough for me to build and think on. And I can't do it in a dirty environment. I strongly believe that no one really should and can't. It's hard to do it. You need to be clutter free. So I cleaned everything up. I wrote my to do list. I did my planner for the next day. What time I was gonna wake up? I called my title person. Got a bunch of numbers. I had I opened up my my uh, pilot. We called it, I think, a, a cockpit, and uh, it was a, a board folds into threes. I have my script, objections, and then closes. I'm like, let's go back to the old game. I'm like, and I start putting the, I start, uh, 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 and I'm cranking it, bro, in my room. I'm like, let's go, man. Come on, Gabe. You got it, bro. No one around. It's just me, man. It's me. And like, no one around. And I go at it. Next morning, bro, I'm up at like 530 in the morning egg whites, oatmeal. I go for a quick run and clear my You're mind. ready to rocky it up, right? Oh, I go all in. Three months into the business, go through all my savings. Four months into the business, my car gets repossessed at a listing appointment. Oh. And at that point, around, I think it was July, is when I really reached out to God again. And he was like, you move this far, you believe in me now. 
you glorify my name every chance that you get. But now it's time to make our covenant. It's time for you to make that covenant with me. And I had a deep pool in my, and so I went to Mike Ferry event for a week. I flew back in, um, and then from, from Las Vegas. And I was like, okay, God, what do you want me to do, man? And I get an email from my church the day that I land, which is a Saturday. I landed on a Saturday and says, hey, we just opened up our new facility. Tomorrow's our grand opening at our new facility, and we're doing water baptisms. So we have come a couple. By. Come by. I look at the thing, man, and I uh, call the pastor, the, the pastor's assistant, sign me up. Heart's pounding. I'm like, man, this is a huge commitment. Like, this means, like, I need to walk by his word all the time. And I was nervous, bro, because I'm like, oh, what if I meet a girl? You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you know, those kind of things start going through my mind. I'm like, okay, fine. And but I make I make the leap, dude, and I do it. And I get uh, again, I'm broke. Uh, my car is getting my car gets repossessed the next month, but I'm broke up to this point. All the money that I had, I invested into white shirts, uh, to white button ups. Mm-hmm. Because again, you I gotta look the part. I you look the part. The part. Yeah. Pa- power ties, all reds, mm-hmm. blues, and yellows. You know, suits, all deep blues. Like I did a lot of research into this thing. I was like, I'm gonna go all in. I'm gonna go all in. Professional headshots, no beard, none of this bullshit you see right here. None of that. It was all in, man. It was like I had to play the image. Yeah. And uh, I get baptized, man. And uh, again, that same weight that I felt lifted off that first time, it happened again. My car gets repossessed the next month. The next month, I meet my fiance in the parking lot. You know, the perfect woman. Uh, give her a flyer for the for an open house. I'm going on a tangent here, but I meet her at an open house August 1st of 2015. I'm saved. I'm happy. I'm working out, and I feel good. My, I'm super broke, you know. But again, it's not your circumstances that dictates how you right. react to your circumstances that dictate the outcome. And so I'm like, I'm not going to allow my this to happen to me. And so I wake up every day with a smile. I show up every day on game day. I treat every day like it's game day. I wake up with a smile. I have an attitude of gratitude. I'm thanking everything. I'm thanking. God, for everything that I have and everything that I don't have, thank you for not giving me a million. Maybe I'd be a cokehead and a committing suicide. It's true. Perhaps I get a DUI to crash on us. I'm not that guy who deserves it yet, God. And so God, and then I thank him. So I meet my beautiful fiance, and one week later, I give her a flyer. Don't hear from her. One week later, she reaches out to me, and we start, you know, I'm like, oh, God, thank you for giving me a strong woman who's confident enough to reach out to me. And so that goes... She doesn't know it, but I'm going through a financial hardship. She's like, oh, when can we see each other? But, dude, your boy's broke. Yeah. I can't take you anywhere. Yeah. Like, you want to go for a walk at the beach? Yeah, <laughs> like, you got to pick me up. You know, like, type of deal. Like, I'm broke. My car gets repossessed. Uh, my aunt has to bail me out. She gets my car out. It's like 1000 bucks. Uh, and then finally, in my fourth and a half month, I closed my first deal. And then um, that was just enough just to get me to survive a little more, but not have to pay anything back or to fulfill anything. About a month and a half after that, I closed my next deal, and it was a hundred and ten thousand uh, dollar transaction. So I think I made like two thousand bucks, two grand, yeah. something like that, right, dude? So that was enough to pay my aunt back and pay off some of the minimum things on my credit card because I'm not down for filing for bankruptcy. You know that situation. I feel that I, I owe this. You debt. can make it back. I can make it back. And so uh, by the end of the year, I closed my third deal. So I closed three deals in 2015. And that was enough. That third deal was enough for me to replenish my bank account, pay off my debt, pay off everyone, and be okay going into 2016. During that time, this ties into the whole self-made thing. During that whole entire time, I'm being coached and mentored by people that you're, you know, you're on the right track. Continue making your contacts. Set the appointment. 
Go on all those things. Show up every single game day. And I did that and I did that and I did it and I did it. You're a farmer, Gabe. You're a farmer. Plant seeds, plant seeds, plant seeds. And the Bible says plant seeds, plant seeds, plant seeds. You will reap what you sow. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to show up in a happy mood, smiling, thanking God every single day. I'm going to show up and work my ass off. You know what? I don't have a nice car like this person has. You know what? I don't have experience like this realtor has over here. I don't have anything that all of you have. But one thing that I do have is I have a lot of energy and I have a lot of time. I'm going to go work my ass off. So I, I told myself from the very beginning, I'm going to be the hardest worker in the room no matter what happens to me. If I don't understand vocabulary, whatever it might be, body language, if I'm too young, too ghetto, too this, too that, I'm going to outwork you no matter what. And so I outworked everybody in 2015. Seven days a week I was calling. Seven days a week open houses. Seven days a week, dude, my kneecaps were hurting. I still have original shoes from 2015 for me door knocking. I kept them as a souvenir for myself, as a reminder. Trophy, bro. I wore down the entire heel in 2015. I kept all my, I planted so many seeds that year, bro. 2015, three deals, car repossessed, all that. In 2016, I closed 16 transactions. I have like eight or nine listings. I never had, I never had a listing in my entire life. God, just, here you go, son. Boom. Now you're ready. Now you're ready. Now you've gone through it. Now you've gone through it. You've farmed. You've farmed. You've, you've, you've planted every single possible seed. You've, you, you got dirty hands. Your nails are worn down to the nubs. You got blisters on your feet, on your hands. I traveled the road with a cross on my back, you know, and all respect to God. And obviously, not, I don't say that in vain, but that's how it felt, man. I had to go through so much depression and so much pain and so much self-doubt and so much, man, that I don't want anyone to feel that. And I know people give their life because they don't know a way out, you know, and the, and the truth of the matter is there is a way out. Just listen. And for me, I'm a believer, man, so I have to give my shout-out to God, and I have to give my shout-out to Jesus Christ and say that they saved me. That message saved me. The Bible saved me. And because of that, here I am a better man today, being able to tell this story for everyone, to present, you know, prevent anything from happening. And so I want people to take that away, man. Look, you know, I don't know if you're listening to what their audience is about, but listen, I'm a believer, and I'm going to stand on my two feet. I believe God is real. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. I believe he resurrected, and I'm going to, I'm going to glorify his name because in the Bible it says, you know, glorify my name, and I will. It wasn't me. It was God. He gave me the will. He gave me the strength. He gave me the wisdom. I just executed his plan. 2016, I closed 16 transactions. 2017, we closed 19. No, excuse me. 2016, we closed 14. 2017, we closed 18 transactions, and just last year, we did 37 wow 37 man and it's the most money i've ever earned in my life i've never saved the way that i've saved i've never invested the way i invested i did my first flip last year um i grew my team i have, I have an assistant who i pay for i pay I'm, i am her economy like i to me that's so weird me my wife my fiance gets to stay at home with our children she raises them now she picks them up from school feeds them every day you know and I'm like I, I constantly ask god like how am i gonna do this and he's like dude just shut up bro haven't i proved it to you already like don't worry about the how man like, <laughs> now mijo now mijo yeah you made it yeah dog. now mijo you're you, you haven't be, I proved it already? Yeah, you, now you're it. a man. I love it. Yeah. Now you now you have the clout. Now I have it. Now man. you have an image. Yeah. Now you have something you're proud of. In the Bible, like I told you earlier, it states, God will give you the desires of your heart. And he's given me everything I ever looked for, but I was looking for it the wrong way, and I was looking for it without him. And now he says, This is what you want, this is what you have. And I respect that position so much. 
Because had I had that position before, I would have influenced people to do the wrong thing. You would have, you, I don't think you would have influenced anybody to do anything. I think Probably. you would have driven yourself down. That's the truth. Because, because I, I just kind of get the feeling, you know, I, you've, you've read, read a lot of books, you know, money is just an amplifier of what we have. Right? Who we, who we who truly we are. are. Yeah. So yeah. you weren't ready. You yeah. had money then. You, you did have money at yeah. one point. Yeah. And you blew it. Blew it. <laughs> you went through it. You went through it. Bottles of DUIs and yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah. It was horrible. So imagine having the success you had this last year with that mentality. Yeah. Ain't no way. No way. Ain't no way. No way. Like nothing, dude. Like drugs, all that stuff, coke, none of that, none of that, dude. None of that, bro. This is the and this is me being honest with you in the audience, you know, because again, I want people to learn from my mistakes. But every single person, every every woman I've ever dated, I've always cheated on. And I'm not proud of it. You know, it's just who I was, you know, and, but I'm glad God got a hold of my life because now I save and now I've, you know, I've never looked twice at another woman. I have my fiance who I love and I adore. I have this relationship with God that now I've never would have had the courage to, to speak about him openly, but hear him today. I'm like, and he gave me the feeling again, like, Hey, this is your time. Like you gave you, you ask me in prayer, God, how do I thank you? for giving me this life? How do I thank you for giving me this fiance? How do I thank you for giving me my son? How do I thank you for giving me this amount of money and success that you've given me? How do I, God, just tell me how to do it. How do I thank you? I feel like just saying thank you isn't enough. You're doing it. You're changing lives. He Dude, said- I, every, every time you have a transaction, you've helped shape the life of somebody. You've helped create a home for somebody. You've helped create a legacy. Like, you know, that kid, whoever lives in that home is gonna grow up, they're gonna have memories, they're gonna do, because of what you've changed man we're a part of their story it's such a beautiful thing we're a part of their story and god's like just make me a part of your story gabe and so every opportunity i get moving forward man i'm going to glorify his name i'm going to give him all the kudos and say thank you for doing what you did i get to be a part of all these other people's story i got to help them grow their life and it's a beautiful feeling it's a beautiful thing to be a part of man dude i'm i'm speechless for your story first of all i mean thanks for sharing it because I, I, all too often you have realtors that get in the game and they're going to struggle, right? They go that one, two months and then they're done. They fall out. I mean, you know, the, the, the percentage of real estate agents that drop off is huge. Staggering. It's yeah, staggering. Yeah. You dropped off. Yeah. <laughs> you actually failed. Yeah. Then you came back and you failed a lot longer. Yeah. But you pushed through and you made it. And yeah. that's kind of, you know, I mean, we, we, you're right. We live in the Instagram age. People take pictures next to fancy cars and nice homes and dress to the tees, but that's not them. That's not them. I'm looking forward to hearing, to seeing your vlog just because, I mean, this is just a teaser. Honestly, this is just a teaser to what's going on in the real world to yeah. see that hustle and grind yeah. to, to see that it's, it's real. You can do it, but it's not automatic. No. It's then, not, it, it takes time. You, you had a huge network, but you didn't have a rich relationship. Yeah, and oh, it took that four and a half months of enriching the relationships, of actually dedicating yourself to literally being of service to the people that you wanted to be of service to, for it to work. And if people can get that story out of everything that you've said to act, to to you know understand that the bottom is not the bottom. Yeah, you can come back. You can come back. There's a pathway to the top. Yeah, it just it is going to take fight. Fight. It's going to take you to dig deep, yeah. look past yourself that it's not about you. Humility. Because I, I'll be honest, man, when people look up to Gabe Mendez, they see the success story. They see that you're done. They see you at the top of the mountain. Nobody sees the climb. I, yeah. And that's what I want to expose in this vlog. I want to show everyone what it, what it really takes. I want to show them what it's like, what we go through. I want to show everyone, listen, 
us as realtors sacrifice a lot, not only to get to the position we're at, but we sacrifice a lot to service you to the highest level we service you to. And I think that message needs to be brought out because I feel that a lot of realtors, you know, we're a lot of, we are, and, and this is harsh for me to say this, but we're doormats for our clients. You know, we have to be, we have to be the person they rely on and just let everything out on, you know, but we're giving up our time for our kids and our family and a lot of that. And I don't think the consumer really sees that, you know, and no. I want it to be fair. But then also for other realtor, real estate agents, you know, who, who have the wrong image about this business, who just see the finished product, yes. but they don't see the assembly line of what had to happen for us to get packaged in that store. And I want to show them every single step. Like, dude, I still cry. I still struggle. I, I'm still hurt. I'm still fighting. I'm still climbing. I'm not there yet. And so this vlog that we're creating is to show every single person out there what this is really like. And we air our first episode tonight. Tell us nice. where we can find that episode. I'm going to be publishing it on YouTube, right? But I'm going to go ahead and put the link on Facebook. And then on Instagram, I'll put it in my bio. And then on Snapchat, I'll just have a little swipe up feature so people can go ahead and click from there. And then I'll put it on my Google business page. And I'll probably shoot a big email out tomorrow as well. But tonight, we're going to be live, airing it at 730. Well, well luckily, we have uh, your banner. It's got your Instagram information. Go ahead and point down to it. Right Everybody there, guys. check it out. Right there. Check it out tonight. Let's follow that What's the Instagram. Page name? San Diego Realtor. All right. San yeah. Diego, not with the Gabe Mendez at the end? No, Gabe Mendez, man. <laughs> right, San Diego I'm, I'm doing it for the SEO purposes, man. I'm trying to get high on that search. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, with a story like this, <laughs> I mean, it's honest. It's truth. Yeah. Right? People want to hear truth. Yeah. They don't want to hear the made-up stuff. No. Now, this, this, I mean, don't get me wrong. The flashy is going to get you the looks. Yeah. But the, the story is going to get you the loyalty. Right? I mean, that's, that's where the grind's at. That's where we all are. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody wakes up every day not really wanting to get up, not really wanting to do what you don't want to do. But those who push past that and find that purpose and, and become self-aware and decide this is what I want to do. This is what drives me. This is what I love to do is going to reach the same success you will. Yeah. This has been an incredible hour. Dude. Yeah. I, it, I can't believe we literally just crossed the one hour mark. And what a story, man. Wow. Heck what yeah. a story. I'm, I'm inspired. I'm uplifted i'm all kinds of things this i'm glad been... i forced everybody to get me gabe mendez on the show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no man honestly i'm so glad you guys are doing it. i think this is amazing you guys are allowing people a platform to express themselves you guys are open and not only that kudos to you guys man for making it easy for people to open up to, you know open up about themselves um you know being in the position that you guys are in it's a talent and it's a skill it requires to make people feel comfortable and dude you guys allowed me to open up with no problem without judgment without any of that stuff so I, mean, I just want to say thank you for the privilege for allowing me to be on the show and thank you guys for making it so easy dude well again pleasure's all ours man yeah, <laughs> honestly bro. thanks for being you know <laughs> being right, willing so to spend your time aside from instagram and youtube that's going to come out tonight is there any other contact information you'd like to give to the audience people who want to get in touch with you yeah you can uh, shoot me a text uh area code 619-876-2265 youtube san diego realtor yelp san diego realtor instagram san diego realtor gabe mendez facebook san diego realtor boom and then who are you gonna tag I'm going to tag my boy. Man, you know, I just love to see. Um, and it's okay if you have to pick more than one. There's a lot of people, <laughs> man. But, you know, the first one that comes to mind is uh, someone who's given me a lot over the last two years. They've helped me a lot with my marketing. Uh, it's my boy, Billy Jean. Billy Jean Marketing. Billy Jean is marketing, man. This guy uh, opened up his house one day to me and um, he gifted me a free program one night. 
and he was like, hey man, check this out. It helped my business tremendously. And ever since then, I've been a part of the Billie Jean family. They've invited me to multiple trainings in their office for free. Um, and it's been such an amazing experience, dude. Like I've leveraged that training and all those coaching sessions to the max. So I'm gonna tag Billie Jean. Sweet. And uh, I got a dude on Facebook too, so I'll tag him so you guys can see him and hopefully you guys can connect. Sweet, awesome. Yeah. We'll look forward to that. We'll reach out as soon as you tag. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Thanks again. Thanks for being, I mean, as vulnerable, as transparent, as honest as you were. I mean, it means so much to even me. I'm telling you, chills like the whole time. <laughs> you can truly feel, you know, the struggle going through. So yeah. thanks for being on the show, dude. Appreciate you guys, man. All right. That's uh, that's all we got for you guys today. If you ever need anything, turn on at csfirst.com, james at csfirst.com, or you can follow us on our social at Pod. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 